0: You kick down walls, and anyone who tells you you can't, you take your fears, your insecurities, your worries, you roll them all up into a
1: ball, you turn those son bitches sideways, and stick them straight up, then can they
0: Pick your goal and stick fucking to it. You wishy washy motherfucker. I can't fucking stand you. I wanted to make sure that out of the 24 hours of the day, that I don't waste one single hour, because hours were too precious, one and so one.
1: there I just face want to face. tell people, don't the give the me this thing, I have a well. difficult yeah, time, I need time. and with the time, and I don't have time
0: for this, and not that, you have time, you make the time. And now, welcome to the Be Informed Live Fit Podcast, sponsored by fitnessinformant.com. how doing kill you down, What's up, everybody? Welcome inside episode it, 36 I of the Be Informed Live podcast good. sponsored by Ray's Energy. I am your host fitness informant, founder and CEO, Ryan Buck. I want to thank you guys and girls for stopping by to check out this podcast. Man, we are trucking along. I say that every week, I feel like, but every week, a new episode comes up, a new episode comes out, and people are educated, they're informed on various of topics within sports, within nutrition, within, within fitness, uh, a lot of different fields. And today, we have my good friend, and uh, he's the director of science now at GAT. His name is Drew Pierce. He's also known as the Vanilla Gorilla Online. If you have interacted with Drew of any sorts on some of these online forums. You know how much of a humble guy he is offering to give free advice all the time. Yes, he is a director of science. He's a very smart dude. He is a meathead. He enlo- he loves fitness. He loves nutrition. And I wanted to get Drew on for a couple different things. One, A, we want to make sure that um, you know, we got Drew on here because a lot of people within our community, within the Fitness Informant community, interact with Drew, and they haven't had an opportunity to really get to know Drew. So here's an opportunity to know Drew and what he's done. He's been with companies like VPX, ProSubs, and now with GAT. He was at Supplement Reviews back when Supplement Reviews was was basically created and started before it became the hot garbage it is today. So it was great to have Drew on. Uh, Drew also is the guy who does meal plans for us, over at Fitness Informant, so it was nice to get his, his perspective on what we do as a society in terms of under eating and we talk about that today in the podcast. And, and Also, Drew and I are looking to do a podcast together as well because he has a very brilliant mind within science and nutrition. Uh, we both like to shoot people straight, no bullshit approach to any sort of topics of education or topics of fitness and nutrition. So That is a future uh, project that we're working on. We want to make sure that uh, on on screen, on, over a radio interview of some sorts like this or a podcast interview that we had that collaborative effort that we both really appreciate. I'm excited for people to to listen to what Drew has to say about you know formulating for a canned beverage, an RTD versus formulating for a shelf stable powder, and and for me one of the personal favorite questions that I asked was like Drew, I know where he comes from, I know how much he appreciates really good products, but having to formulate for a, I'm not going to call it watered down, because I don't think that's fair, but formulate for a margin sensitive food drug mass FDM. So if you heard the, the, the term FDM, that means food drug mass. So example Walmart. There's a Mr. Hyde. Product on Walmart shelves. That's not the same hide that you would buy on like a bodybuilding.com or an Amazon. They're different formulas, and it's definitely not the same formulation as Hide Icon, which Drew had a big hand in. So it's interesting to get his perspective on listen, he has to formulate a version of their pre workout at a lower cost of goods sold and able for them to be able to be sold at Walmart. And how do you put aside your pride? That you have within formulation, and how do you put it? You know, and how do you put business first? And at the end of the day, Drew really touches on that and discusses what that is. So, a lot of really good nuggets of information in this podcast. A lot of things that you people listening to the show may not have known before. We talk about DMAA and stimulants, which I think is very uh, interesting, and it's a great topic of conversation and something that Drew and I probably will actually hit on more uh, with future podcasts that we do together. So, that is who we have on the podcast here today. Stoked to bring Drew on this week's pumped up segment of the week is being brought to you by Build Fast Formulas, award winning. Vaso Blitz Pump Igniter. Not only is Vaso Blitz the winner of our 2018 Shield of Excellence Supplement Award for Best Pump Product, it is also the first nitrate formula fully disclosed with 30 servings, not scoops. When Vaso Blitz is consumed daily, even on your off days, it will last you a full month. All this for only $34.99. And as a special offer to our listening or viewing audience, use the coupon code INFORMANT and save 15%. I'm pumped up, guys and girls, because We are getting around uh, middle tier of summer. We are through June. It's almost July already, which means I'm traveling. And your boy is actually going to be traveling out to New York City, New York, New Jersey area here uh, the second week in July to visit a handful of brands. I'll be stopping by Sparta Nutrition. I'll be stopping by Olympus. Lifestyle, I guess I call them now instead of Olympus Labs. Uh, Nutribio, I'll be stopping by Muscle Sport, Kodiak, and Purge. Um, I'm gonna see if I have time to stop by Gasparri. There's a lot of cool brands out on the East Coast that I'm kind of doing my little FI uh, East Coast tour, if you will. And that's in two weeks. So I'm actually gonna be filming content for our YouTube channel. I'll be filming content for our IG, our Facebook. So you guys can stay up to date with everything that we're doing. Um, it's gonna be really, really cool stuff. And, you know, I, I know all these people with these brands, I work with these brands. These brands are really, really, um, you know, moving forward in this industry. But I'm really excited to see their operations and how they how they work as a as a brand and specifically you know what their visions are for the future in terms of innovation and the future for the brand um, so there's a lot of cool stuff going to be coming out of that make sure you guys are following us on our social media channels Instagram we're at Fitness Informant obviously on Facebook it's Fitness Informant we're on Snapchat as well and then our YouTube channel might be a, a good thing to hit that subscribe button to right now if you're watching if you've not done before so I'm stoked about my, my big trip uh, there's other areas of the country in which I want to go obviously we're going to be going to the Olympia in mid-September representing FI there it's going to be a phenomenal time with me and my team and my team is expanding you know, Another thing that I'm pumped up about this, this week is we're adding females to the staff and having some females come on to the Fitness Informant team to help give more of a, uh, a female approach to things because I don't want to be the one speaking for everything on women, right? Uh, I think a woman is best suited to do that and I, I know several women um, that are in my life that are really good in terms of, of fitness and nutrition. Um, so it'd be interesting to get their perspective so you'll start seeing them on our channels and on our website uh, basically contributing and providing more female-centric point of views on dietary supplements, fitness, and nutrition. So those things are really, really exciting for us. Uh, and, and I couldn't be more excited about the future of FI, the the be more excited about my my travel plans here in a couple of weeks. The genius moment of the week this week is being brought to you by the Genius Brand. The Genius brand offers high quality supplements with scientifically proven, clinically dosed all natural ingredients. With a blatant disregard for profit margins, the Genius Brand focuses on creating innovative, industry-leading wellness supplements to help you live an active, healthy, and long-lasting life. Supplements smarter today. Check out full reviews and news on the Genius Brand over at fitnessinformant.com. This week's Genius Moment of the Week does not pertain to fitness per se, but pertains to your personal core group of friends. And I've been talking about this on Instagram for the last couple of weeks, but my, my Drew, who's on the podcast, actually did, did something on this recently, too, but... Do you realize that like, you are you most resemble and you are most likely to act and behave like your five closest friends? That's true. So who you surround yourself with can actually shape and mold you into the person that you're going to be. So take a hard look at the people around you. It's hard because sometimes you need to cut ties with people closest to you. But are those people successful? Are they driven? Do they have a work ethic? Do they want to achieve more in life? Because if that's what you want, you need to surround people with like, you know, with, 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 with very similarities that you have. For me, for instance, like my friends, uh, my close friends, they're very driven. You know, the people I talk to, they're driven. They want more. They're not okay with being average. They're not okay with being content. They just want more, and they strive for more in life, and that is important because if you're going to have people who just sit back, kick up, and relax, and don't take things seriously, then you're probably going to do the same exact thing. Now you can talk about this in fitness, right? If you're listening to this podcast and you pe- the people that you associate that with the most aren't physically fit or aren't physically active, that's not to say they're bad friends, but that's to say that's, that could go ahead and influence your decision to be physically fit and your decision to be physically active. My best friends work out, go to the gym, take care of themselves. It's important to me that I surround myself with people like that because those are the people that want more in life. So the genius moment of the week is not maybe about how much weight you should eat or how much weight you should live, excuse me, or how much food you should eat, but who you should surround yourself with in your life to order, in order for you to be productive, goal-oriented, and, and solution-driven. You know, that's really where you want to be if, if that's the type of person that you are because that's the type of person that I am. Uh, I don't want to go on for a long time this morning. I, I think that there's, or this morning, this afternoon, whenever you're listening to this podcast, I want to get over to Drew because Drew and I, um, like I said, uh, have always had a good friendship digitally, and I mentioned at the end of the podcast, Drew and I have never met in person, and it seems weird because he'll take shots at me online in a friendly manner, like it's totally cool, you know, uh, tell me to get on my step stool to talk to him or whatever it might be. It doesn't bother me because Drew knows my personality, but we were basically connected via digital networks only. And then we actually had a phone call last week, and we've been discussing doing a podcast together. And today's podcast that you're gonna watch or listen to is the first time that we actually uh, met uh, digitally, face-to-face like via Skype. We have never done that before either. So uh, I think we got along and collaborated very well. I think the podcast is very enjoyable. I think you're going to take away some nuggets of information and be able to apply to your life. And I think you're going to be able to understand a little bit more what goes behind the scenes of sports uh, supplementation formulation. Because that's what Drew does. Director of Science over at GAT. So I'm going to quiet down, get you over to our interview with Drew Peters of the Vanilla Gorilla. Uh, Subscribe to our podcast if you're on iTunes, Spotify, or YouTube. Make sure you follow us on all our social media channels. And enjoy the shit of this interview with the Vanilla Gorilla, Drew Peters. The B-A-R. breakfast at the ready is finally here the world's first protein bar made with real cereal pieces from some of your favorite cereals
1: and the best cereals of all time this bar has 20 grams of protein only 20 grams of carbohydrates
0: with five of them coming from sugar and four grams of fat 190 delicious calories that you can fit in at any time any person can take this bar man
1: woman child whether you're working out you're training to build muscle or you just need a healthy snack throughout the day The BAR is your solution. Go to redcon1.com and order the BAR breakfast at the ready right now.
0: (laughs) With the amount of hard work that I put in, I need a reputable brand. I absolutely love this stuff. The energy is amazing. The pumps are ridiculous. The flavor is absolutely delicious. I was blown away by the amount of energy, the muscle pump. It keeps me going throughout the day. Take your workouts to the next level. The energy was so crazy for me. Really gives me the boost I'm needing in the morning. You will train harder, you will see better pumps, you will go longer in the gym. The quality of the ingredients makes a difference. Try Rise, you're gonna love it, I guarantee it. Their products are top of the range and I'm very proud to be a part of Team Rice.
1: For the last two decades, we have been the best-kept secret of the supplement industry. We've kept our heads down and worked. We pioneered full-label transparency and full therapeutic doses because we believe that truly hard work requires truly effective tools. Two decades is a long time to commit to one pursuit, but when you act with purpose and become centered in yourself, eventually you realize that you were born and bred for this.
0: You once thought impossible. You now do every day. We don't like the easy way. It just doesn't feel right. We'll take the long, hard road over a shortcut any day. It takes longer, sure, but in the
1: end, you know you earned it. And with the right team behind you, pushing yourself further than you've ever been, will be just another afternoon doing what you love most.
0: Most of my life chasing what's termed as unattainable an obstacle in my path i torment it any limitation trying to control my environment i tame it any excuses i transform into commitments the haters they're too small for me to even see for 28 months before cage muscle even released i broke myself against the world to identify track test and trial the ultimate resources available in human existence to bring you something the world has never seen. Change is upon us. Don't justify your complacency. Evolve with me. Part animal, part machine. I'm Chris Geffen, and I am Cage Muscle. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the jungle. That might be, a little, might be a little preface for something coming up in the future. The guy across the screen from me here via YouTube or if you're listening on iTunes is the vanilla gorilla himself, Drew Peters. If you guys don't know that name, A, you've been living under a rock. You're not with part of our self-made barbell brigade, but Drew has a, a long history in sports nutrition and the dude's like barely 19 years old. So what's up, man? How are you?
1: I'm doing well. Donated some blood earlier, you know, keeping the peace, keeping the hematocrit in check, All the, all the anabolic meatheads. Typical Sunday, I suppose.
0: Yeah, I'd say most people look at you and say, okay, this dude's an anabolic meathead, but he probably has a brain the size of a tic tac. And that's not the case, right? But we get that all the time looking the way that we do. First off, vanilla gorilla. Is that self given, or did you earn that from somebody?
1: Honestly, that's actually accumulation of things. I know this would be a first-person, uh, first question to ask. Actually, a lot of people are like, where the hell did Vanilla Gorilla come from? Everybody's like blown away. Um, the short backstory to this: uh, back in I believe 2014, late 2014, I, God forbid, I, I worked out at Lifetime Fitness, um, in, in Omaha, Nebraska. Yeah. And you know, it's typically not the. This is my younger, my my small Vanilla Gorilla days. You know, but still, um, one of my friends, he was on the to the treadmill, and this guys and the older couple were like, man, they're lost in the Washington weight room. The guy looks a pissed off gorilla and just, just speaking to me and he starts like dying laughing and it kind of just spawned from there and like, go hey okay, vanilla gorilla you know like that and it literally is stuck and next thing you know i have people like ceos of companies like hey we need to get the vanilla gorilla to formulate something so it's kind of stuck and i'm not going to disown that badass nickname
0: you know yeah it's cool i mean literally for like the last year i've been trying to think of a cool nickname for myself after hearing yours and like, i can't think of one i mean you just call me a midget that works but a muscular midget we can do that every day <laughs> uh, so you actually you were me like seven years ago or whatever the fuck it was i mean you were at supplement reviews you pretty much took that website built it to what it was before it all went to shit is how we we, how we like to talk about it um how'd you get involved with supplement reviews and at that time it was tommy how did you guys get involved And like what was the actual what was the plan for that website because when Supplement (laughs) reviews came out like stacked was there price plow was kind of there but there really wasn't anything like in depth in terms of what you guys did at sr it, it literally,
1: it just happened organically. A uh, long story short, I, I broke my wrist as a senior in high school in wrestling. I had a broken scaphoid in my wrist, had two surgeries on it. And so me, you know, in high school and my freshman year of college, you know, I'm like, oh man, I can't lift forever. So now I was newer to supplements. So I'm like, man, what, what can I take to, to help me get back faster? So I started researching supplements, so that I just searching the web, and I cut, stumbled across this horrible wireframe garbage website called the supplementrating.com. Okay. And they had this Q&A thing with people asking questions, oh, when should I take my God, like my no explode? When should I take creatine? All these Q&As. I'm like, hey, I got a broken wrist and I'm bored, so let me answer questions. And I just kind of dove in. And it, this, this site was called thesupplementrating.com before we bought the domain supplement reviews. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of built from there. We added a forum. I kind of gave him feedback. And then lo and behold, a few, about a year later, just contributing for free as a moderator, he brought me on full time and became CEO of the company. We started doing um, the Olympia Expo, Arnold Expo. We created the supplement review uh, trooper program for mm-hmm. having people send products to build um, you know, the, the reputation. It was an unbiased review site. We had something really special, um, keep it unbiased. We, we took no shit in terms of having unbiased reviews. Right. Um, Fast forward 2015. There's this differences in which direction we thought the site should go. And um, even starting 2013, I'd been kind of pulled away from it. People wanted me to start consult for their brand in terms of helping them grow their brand, and that's how I started my 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 adventure in the formulating and doing the research. So mm-hmm. it was a launch point to know the brands, to of course get that exposure, to learn the industry. But then at the end of the day, I'm a science guy at heart. So it was the next step to kind of get out of that in a way, anyway, to be a form later. And then if, if, I'm making stuff for a certain company, I can't be unbiased. So it's right. like, you know, splitting that, that divide, but it, it organically happened. And next thing you know, uh, looking back, I see you doing reviews on subs.com back in the day. Yeah. I see so much of what supplement used to be and could have been right. You've grown this band into like this huge thing. I remember a couple of years ago, um, actually very specifically, um, some of the guys Proceps before i was at Proceps asked asking hey have you heard this ryan bucky guy he wants to be uh, sending some stuff i'm like mm-hmm. actually yeah i know exactly what that is. i think he like mans this cascadian farms or some shit what the fuck's right. he want yeah and <laughs> you know I, I, your site wasn't the size of now now you have people coming to you versus, right like hey you know can you read more stuff they're, they're knocking down your door versus hey c- you know you hey guys gotta review your protein you yeah. know like all well, the tables have turned my yeah friend.
0: It's interesting how that works, too, because you and I, obviously, you have a science background. I have a business background. Like I broke into the sports nutrition industry through a, another website and then FI, but to your point, people reaching out and now asking to consult, what do I think of these formulations? I don't got a fucking science degree, but I've read enough. I've listened to enough people to understand things that work. Am I perfect? No. Are you perfect? Probably not, but we're trying to get better every single day. And I, I, So what made you decide to go science? And within, specifically, obviously, you loved exercise. You loved working out. Sports, So that's kind of like a natural progression into maybe the sports industry world, but science isn't attractive to everybody. It's hard. It, it, you, to comprehend that type of material it takes a special person. So what, at what point in your life did you realize like, you're interested in, in science of things and then that brought you here?
1: I actually know the exact point of that. Um, when I was actually a sophomore in high school, I was in the weight room during the summertime, and like you know, I was in the lifting just for sports. And like some, I can't remember what it was. Uh, Someone was doing like I think like curls or something. Sure, it looked like an idiot. Mm-hmm. I was like, hey, you know, what you should do. You know, do, well, you want to keep your elbows in at this. And like one of the girls being a smart ass, oh, you should be a boy. What are you, a personal trainer or something? I'm like, huh. It dawned on me that's what I wanted to do. Is you know what? I really like fitness. And like you know, right in college age, initially um, as a sophomore. I toured the University of Nebraska Lincoln with of course you, did. you know. Yeah. And the uh, School of Architecture. I was really want to be an architect. So, you know, I go there I tour, and the funny story is, they am like, "Hey, yeah, uh, okay, so you you took the college, and like, okay, yeah, four years as your undergraduate, then they have a two-year master's program, then a year-long internship." And I'm like, "Man, fuck that! I don't want to go to college for seven years." So me going to college for six years for three degrees, you know, I'm like, "Fuck! I could be an architect." But
0: yeah. So <laughs> what what what, what, what degrees do you have today?
1: Um, I did a double major as an undergraduate, exercise science and dietetics, and then a master's degree in exercise science with emphasis in
0: physiology and kinesiology. Okay, so when you took your first job, postgraduate school job, was that still with SR?
1: um i was in supplement reviews from all the way from my undergraduate all the way through grad school okay. and then
0: after so they helped pay for my college you know making some bank working for my dorm room for sure yeah absolutely especially because you guys were primarily the only site for that type of stuff all right yep. you get the first job a big boy job then let's 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 say supplement reviews was not a hobby you're getting paid obviously but yeah. going to a corporate umbrella mm-hmm. uh was that vpx
1: yes it was so that was uh Initially, um, Stephen Addle, uh, he ran Isotory They got acquired by a different brand called um, FitLife Brands. Mm-hmm. And they were looking to bring me on back in uh, mid-2015. Long story short, that fell through. And lo and behold, out of all people on LinkedIn, I get an email from Jack O'Lock Woo! asking for my resume. I'm yeah. like, okay. So I sent him a resume. He responds back. And he's like, hey, okay, we have an opening, a uh, creating position for the product development manager and scientific editorial manager. I'm mm-hmm. like... I was confused like he responded he just sent me an email and he's like I'm like is this a job offer he's like, yes it's a job offer I'm like oh okay I didn't know you're hiring so lo and behold I'm on a plane never been to Florida before I fly down there and he comes in 45 minutes late per sure. jackowoc style sure he, he has a, he's a cool dude and um he sits down he starts talking about the company I'm like okay cool like, oh yeah. So what do you think I'm like so do I have a job or he's like, of course you have a job I'm like yeah. So he liked that I asked for him. I want the job. Like, okay. So lo and behold, I get in my car a week and a half later, having never been to Florida and moved to Florida.
0: So is that Fort Lauderdale, Miami area, right? Yeah. I lived in uh, Fort Lauderdale, specifically Pembroke Pines. Okay. I know where Pembroke is. Yeah. All right, man. So, uh, you know, I love talking about bang. It's my favorite thing to talk about on the internet as people know. Um, listen, I have no issues with actual, like the bang, whatever. It's fine. I, my issues lie within the marketing of the product. You guys know that yep. you helped formulate some flavors of that. What's uh? Are you able to tell us like which ones you've had a hand in?
1: Um, there were some of the very not the initial flavors, but some of the first ones I branched out for the original five. I was there. We helped them develop the sour heads, the black cherry vanilla, and the cotton candy were the three. And of course, right when I got there, we were also making the can look like what it is today. I mean, people say whatever they want about Jack. The guy's brilliant. Mm-hmm. He's making billions of dollars off this drink. You know, you can hate on success all you want, and I've never had a problem with the guy. Just interesting stories, but. I have nothing negative to say. He's just an interesting individual, and you know, it, it's not my, I guess, uh, recommendation to work there if you don't have thick skin. I'll put it that
0: way. Yeah. Well, I mean, you should have thick skin to work in this industry anyway. <laughs> for the most part, yeah. uh, it's kind of very ego-driven. So, um, formulating for a beverage, a shelf-stable beverage with liquid versus formulating with a shelf-stable powder—big difference.
1: <laughs> it's huge, honestly. The when it comes to liquids, there's nothing. On my opinion. That's really novel about making these drinks because the thing is it comes down to what you can put in solution mm-hmm. um, The actual having a product that you can hit for cost of goods. It makes it feasible to do Even at companies I've been like hey, we want to launch a drink. I'm like I understand Do you know how much goes into making a drink? It's not like you? Oh, we're gonna get the powder quoted out of Coman, 2500 units as an moq right. You're talking super long lead times if you can find a co-man like for example sake i may or may not be working on a project that may or may not be a carbonated beverage that may or may not be looking for a co-man that i've sourced some even if you best case scenario had a formula today you're not getting line time to run your drink until september right okay and that was three weeks ago. Yeah. So the thing is you're a small drop in a very huge ocean uh, in terms of what it takes to get a drink done. Yeah. So the co-man is a big commitment. Like in most places, you're looking at about 250,000 cans. That's about uh, 16,000 cases if you have a 15-pack. So that's a lot of That's a lot of cash up right. front. Uh, so you're sourcing cans individually, your individual components, sucralose, your acids, uh, flavor systems, can lids, and that's a whole other sector. So there's basically mm. four moving pieces in this – it's huge. Yeah. And just to put this in perspective, um, when we were, we were at working on Mr. Hyde, the place we had it made the day before, made 262,000 cases of Mike's Hard Lemonade. Yeah. That's not bottles. 262,000 cases. It's like, how much? And we're here making 16,000 cases? It's like, to put that perspective, how small you are yeah. when you're launching a drink.
0: But. And to your point, being, uh, being slotted into the scheduling, the production schedule, you get pushed back. You get treated differently at 16,000 cases versus 250,000 cases. Like I dealt with that in corporate America, having a small brand, too. That's why brands like you look at Raise Energy, they bought the shit and brought it in-house because they, they wanted to make it in-house. It's a big risk to take because this is a tough... A tough space to compete in, especially with Bang, Monster, Red Bull, et cetera. But so you yes, you mentioned Bang, you helped formulating that. Mr. Hyde was a big thing for Pro Subs. It, you know, obviously DJ Cali was part of that. You were all part of Pro Subs when that happened. How was that experience for you being down in down in Texas of all places working for that crew? <laughs>
1: Honestly, that that's one of my favorite jobs I've ever had. Um, it's a very there's no place on that like that in the in the world, I would say. Just it's a grassroots culture, it's built from little guys, four guys sitting at a kitchen table. You know tj ike this great dudes and they had this dream of taking this brand and building what it is today you know it's it, the brand is only uh i think eight or nine years old i think it was started mainly in 2011 mm-hmm. just how it's catapulted itself it's very cool i mean i, I typically people get the joke hey, man you look like you work for ProSups. you know the sleeves the, the earrings and everything like that right. you know that rugged look it's it is definitely a bodybuilder culture mm-hmm. and it was cool um Got some very up- cool opportunities to work with some very interesting athletes. We had uh, Sean Roden sign before he won the Olympia. He left Pro Sups before that, but still, you know, he had the form right. Mr. O. Um, we had, of course, you know, option DJ Khaled. The uh, mixed feelings on that. Let's put that all around. I was mixed,
0: but sure. it,
1: was, it was still cool, man.
0: Yeah. So. Well, it's neat. I mean, because I, I like the position you had at Pro Sups because you guys had a varying degree of what I call quality supplements for different, different consumers, like different target consumers, right? You guys had a hide for Walmart. That's a different formula than your hide that you have in um, maybe Dick's or online versus the hide icon that you formulated or had a hand in formulating before leaving ProSup. So that was something I'm interested in talking to you about is when a, when a CEO comes to you and says, Drew, I need you to formulate a version of this. It's a margin-based product. We need to heat, hit Walmart's margins. And you're a guy of science, like you love quality formulations. How do you wrestle with that task when someone comes up to you and say, we need to hit this COGS to make sure we hit the yeah. price point? And you internally know it's going to be difficult as shit to do it.
1: <laughs> Certain things are easier than others. If you're looking to make things with specific claims in terms of products like a test booster or something like, oh, this X increases testosterone based on one ingredient, you're locked in. One thing that's a way around that, especially for a food drug and mass of lower... Um, cogs to work with to hit your cost of goods and all that like that uh sometimes you can kind of pick and choose you can make formulas that work together in synergy like you know like uh, you can recommend okay take one to two scoops or say two scoops equals the efficacious dose and you can base claims on that or you just kind of take a look at what's in the space and interestingly with the mr Hyde signature series the fdm one a scoop of that is literally stronger on paper than a full strength scoop of c4 when mm-hmm. it comes to the actives and the stimuli component so um some things you may have to have. Uh, some things you can have the uh, same amount or else you have to do an ingredient swap. Like, okay, this, uh, think of an ingredient, like uh, a cheaper version of, say, anything where you can't afford to put in, like, say, a tea or dynamine. But in that case, you can put in, like, something cheap, like an herbal extract, like alpena galanga or an extra is the branded version of that. And you can make some swaps to have similar effects but make it an effective product but at a lower price point. So, and sometimes it's just, like, it's a pipe dream. Everybody wants, to, uh, my, my saying is, they want to buy champagne with beer money yeah. in terms
0: of getting into it. So it can be frustrating. But, um, yeah. I look at back when you were reviewing supplements for SR, right? You know, so if you, pick up, if you pick up the high at Walmart, you're probably not going to like that. That's not for you. you know, I mean, yep. So that's why I find it interesting that you obviously did that for a long time, and now you have to formulate. And for me, I'm thinking like if somebody asked me to formulate something like that, I would have a very hard time doing it. But I also understand that I'm a professional and I have a job to do. So that was my biggest thing, like how do you wrestle with the emotional task of it versus the professional task? Like do you – are you happy with – if something you know is not up to, say, a standard of Drew Peters that you would take, are you still okay with releasing that product?
1: No, but the thing too, step one, anybody out there listening to this right now, watching this, listening, whatever it is, if you aspire to formulate to do what I do, the first thing you have to be able to do is remove the emotion from the thing. Understand that it's a business and that you're a job, and here's the thing I'll tell anybody and everybody – you tell me what price point we have to hit and I'll make the best possible product to hit that price point. Mm-hmm. That's the goal at the end of the day. In my opinion, we have the best product on the Walmart shelf. It's the best product in that space for that consumer. We achieved it. It definitely is the best tasting. We personally, I flew across the country, worked nonstop for two days in my flavor house, doing back and forth, knocking things out to make that flavor perfect. We had a 30 person consumer panel uh, two days in a row, made sure the flavors are perfect. Everybody loved the flavor that had their comparison against the top competitors and crushed it. So in my opinion, I'm not too upset about that product um, sure it may be lower dosed compared to some other products but if you're comparing it to say mr. Hyde icon of course it's gonna get crushed it's a different price point, it's a different product right but you compare it to anything else on that shelf I'll put my money on it all day long because it's gonna be a better product and that's the key you just have to remove yourself and um, transition to icon in your hand that's something that's cool like if I were to make a product that I would want to release with my name on it like that's that's my flagship that's why I sure. have more money to work with that's the cool stuff so it's give and take, and you have to understand that some brands are never going to be selling those premium products. There's some – I call them either commodity or um, you know, the more broad um, market brands. They're not worried about making these crazy products. They're about selling on margin and you
0: know, just, just decent products. So it's just – you pick your battles. You know? For you personally, if you're going to formulate a pre-workout for yourself, I mean, has, not, has a brand given you the opportunity, Drew, to say, I, I want you to formulate a pre-workout? Here's the price point, but I want you to formulate the pre workout that you would that you for you, that you would yep. take. Not for the mass market, but for Drew Peters. And that's what I made with that icon.
1: That's okay. honestly one of the coolest things I've ever released, aside from the Dr. Jekyll Stem Free there. It's in my opinion one of the very cool like a lot of times you see a oh, stim free pre workout, people think they're not gonna feel it. They think it's pump. This has a blend of nootropics and it, your Man, and Solastris pinkeulatus along with a novel ingredient called New Level, which mm-hmm. is an argonine argin- argin- silicate inositol, which has uh, actually studies in gamers increasing cognition. You take this and you feel tunnel vision, you feel locked in as grains of paradise, also known as Afromomomila Melagueta, you get a nice sweat going, and it hits you. That's honestly, I would take that most days over a stimulant pre-workout. And most people are like, really? You feel it that much? I'm like, of course. Those two, I would say, are the favorite things I've ever actually got the green light to release and you know make. So that's that's, that's pretty cool.
0: Yeah. You brought up stem free. I almost feel that's like that has a negative connotation attached to it, Mm -hmm. especially in our our stem heavy society that we live in now and that we consume on a regular regular basis. I've had some really good stim-free pre-workouts, like really good. But I just think that word stim-free turns people off from the get-go. So they don't even give it an opportunity. What is our fucking obsession with stimulants, Drew? What happened? (laughs) Because if you go back, like, I mean, Jack3D obviously had DMAA in it and like you're stimmed out. So maybe it stems from that. But we've talked about like 600 milligrams, 700 milligrams of caffeine. It's just like getting fucking ridiculous out of hand. And as a formulator and you see this in the industry and we're supposed to be self-regulating, like what do we do?
1: I'm so happy you just went to that segment. I was dying to say I was going to text you like, oh, my God, talk about this. Okay, yeah. so now we're going to take the gloves off here. People, fucking understand this. What did you do before you had pre-workouts? Especially what did you do before you had DMAA? That shit wasn't around in 1990s. So I mean, God forbid you think Arnold didn't get a good training session in because he didn't have fucking DMAA right. in a pre-workout. So let's, let's walk through here. Pre-workouts got famous. You know what product that is, Ryan? I mean, I'm sure you can name it. What do you think it is? That made pre famous. No explode. Exactly. Yeah. I remember taking that shit. I was a freshman in high school. That old pond scum, lemon lime, no explode, mm-hmm. the chem 3 technology that didn't even exist. Pre-workouts got big. It made it cool, made it flashy. BSN hit a home run. Okay? Everybody started making pre-workouts. Super Pump 250, aka Super Dump with the magnesium, making mm-hmm. shit your pants mid-workout. And then lo and behold, I believe my – I want to say probably freshman or sophomore year of college, okay? Four or five years down the road, you see the emergence of – Jacked. Some people call it jack three D with geranium stem. Yeah. Now that's to my opinion started to be the downfall of pre-workouts as we know them today because everybody got that feel for DMAA. That shit was in everything, like Frank's Red Hot. It was in thermogenics, it was in pre-workouts. I mean you need to see it fucking everywhere. Anybody right. and everybody that made a product, even his little companies would have no products, but they have a pre-workout with DMA in it. So let me let me walk you guys through this here the gray area with dmaa okay and see people following along here is that dmaa is naturally found technically in nature in things like geranium stem so therefore you know supplements are categorized certain things if they haven't been used for 1997 are considered a new dietary ingredient and they don't have grass dash and so forth therefore they have to be um, approved so there's certain stuff you walk on on some eggshells you know whether you can use it or not use it if you're a small company you can fly on the radar so and so forth but when something that big gets on the radar they're gonna take a look at it. Mm-hmm. The issue is to get the actual amount of DMAA out of geranium stem, right. it would take tons of material to get that active amount out of it. So therefore, you see A, it's not gonna be economically feasible, or B, it's just like, you know, even production feasible to get right. out that actual extract. So therefore, most people label as geranium stem and put in synthetic lab-made DMAA. Mm-hmm. And that's the issue, is a synthetic amphetamine. Yes, it's an amphetamine, okay? Let's not take that lightly. And so everybody goes down the line. The next thing, okay, DMA is banned. Now we're going to amp citrate. Now we're going to go to DMHA. So I understand something for those who know the background on this. Back in the 1920s, 1930s, that's when all of these stimulants got developed. These aren't new. So what happened is back then, uh, one or two companies had a kingpin on ephedra. Okay? Mm -hmm. So in other words, to compete with ephedra, the similar effect, they started going to the chemistry cookbook. They're looking to bring out the DMAA, the DMHA, Amcitrus, a laundry list of all these amphetamines. And lo and behold, somebody came along and said, hey, best geranium stone. That that says DMAA, I've heard of this, as an amphetamine, and popped in a product. And then everybody kept going back to that cookbook for finding their stimulant, an exotic stimulant to replace DMAA. And that's kind of where we are today. Now God forbid, people are like, oh. And I troll people all the time, doesn't have DMAA, you know, because, bro, you're not going to replace, you know, things with, with like, a, you know, an amphetamine. The same thing. If you're looking to take a test booster, and compare it to like 2005 when you're taking Tren Excel from <laughs> Excel Labs, yeah. what do you expect's going to happen? So it's the pro and con of our industry. You know, it's brought a lot of growth. It's brought a lot of, um, you know, followers. But then again, I can guarantee you the, the walls are closing in, in terms of what the ingredients you can use. There's not a lot of new innovation. I'll be the first to tell you because the ingredients you can use are getting cracked down, getting smaller. New stuff isn't being invented every day. To me, the, the bridge comes from... Finding ingredients that haven't been traditionally used in the space mm-hmm. or things that haven't been looked at as closely, different no- nootropics are big. Um, and I'm not talking about things you can't use like synthetic Nupept or Paracetam, things like that. Those are off the table. But things like lion's mane, alpinicolangus, mm-hmm. peniculatus, those are all fantastic nootropic adaptogenic herbs. And I think using those things, different synergies are going to make it really cool. Or somebody that's done something, a shout out to Chris Waldrum of Inspired finding ways to make functional products that people don't think of meatheads they don't think of digestion right. they made a great greens product meatheads don't think of joints hair skin and nails well i guess you know my fabulous hair but if you have a, a collagen infused protein now that's cool yeah. you make high quality products and i think that's the direction things are going to be shifting for having higher function to um you know just just make basic products exceptionally well basic products make exceptionally well is a tagline you know but yeah is we created a monster with all those stims but i know i kind of got carried away with the, the backstory but no it's it, good it's something people understand
0: i think it's education i mean because we were just talking the other day i think in that, in that group that we were alluding to the self-made barbell brigade group a, a label was posted on unicorn farts i believe is what the product was called that that I, I know you were very interested in hearing what what the cost of that would be and then obviously uh the new hooligan from a pollen or whatever is at 720 milligrams of caffeine and it's just. The companies, when their their statement to back it is a little bit ridiculous in my standpoint, it's like, well, it's proven effective that up to a gram of caffeine is safe. Okay, up to a gram of caffeine per day maybe over like 12 fucking drinks. or if mean, you're taking 720 milligrams in one sitting. My God, you know? And, but the thing is, people are proud of it. Consumers are proud. Like, I can take 400 milligrams of caffeine and don't feel a thing. Why are you fucking proud? You should not, you need to stop. You're hurting yourself. Yeah. And I know you and I both respect, respect Mark Glazer a ton. And he posted like, about caffeine and caffeine is actually good for you, but there is a point of, of diff, like a point of diminishing returns. Do we know what that is? At what level are we actually starting to hurt our gains and starting to actually constrict blood flow and starting to go against everything that dietary supplements are supposed to be doing for you?
1: In my opinion, there isn't one set number. There's gonna be different individuals having different levels of tolerance. The different enzymes that uh, basically metabolize caffeine can be different in everybody. Um, Whether it be some people don't metabolize caffeine as fast, so the list stays in them longer, hits them harder, a little bit goes a longer ways. Hell, even people with ADHD can take caffeine and have a sedative effect. So there's no cut and dry answer. But in my opinion, if you're able to like use over, like say even 300 milligrams of caffeine from like a standard energy drink and you don't feel it, that's a fucking problem. Yeah. And you need to take some time off because in the long term, I mean, you're beating the living piss out of your adrenal glands. You're, you're it's just not good. And mm-hmm. I don't know why somebody proud of that. It's like, hell yeah. You know, it's like, to me, I compare It's like, oh, you know, I can chug 12 beers and still be sober. <laughs> you know, you built up a tolerance like, like, okay, good for you. Like, great. But shit, man. Right. It's just it's exactly right. And the thing too, whether it be those synthetic stimulants, which are especially spooky and, Let's be real. There's there's meat meatheads like you know people take that are a lot worse than a lot of caffeine. You know some sure. little some bathtub cooked anabolics. But when it comes to stimulants, if they're vasoconstrictive or causing issues with the prostate health, all that cool shit that nobody ever talks about. Yeah, I said cool. Yeah, man, my, my fucking ED from taking DMHA for all these years.
0: You know people don't talk about that. They just right. want to feel cracked out the gym. But to me, it's counterproductive. Yeah, it's interesting because DMA is gonna be an interesting to watch because I know that the FDA returned back like millions of dollars back to Jared Weed of. DMAA, it's still not good to go to use but that guy does not quit and kudos to him like fucking fight the good fight all you want that's yep. your prerogative it'll be interesting how that spans out if it somehow comes back this mark like it'll be interesting to see what happens in the industry if it somehow is okay to use it how many products flood the market with DMA right away because I mean I can't imagine you guys are releasing one where you're gonna be but I, I know there's gonna be a lot out there flavor is in production as we speak. We've been hyped about this for months and the time is finally here. So let's go check it out. In here. This, Galaxy Burst. This flavor has a burst of candy with a hint of tart, giving your taste buds begging for more. It's fruity and creamy, yet sweet and tangy. After months of testing and formulations, this galactic flavor is sure to take over the galaxy. Now let's give it a try. So good.
1: Hey, what are you
0: doing? Oh, time to go. Texas. You may actually think you're holding a grapefruit. I think we need a shark, apparel, and merch. I would've given them no space. Hughes, you're crumbling out there. Over the head, under the
1: head. Where's Ghost Green's at? A lot of big stuff happened in July. A lot of big stuff happening in August. Hold it.
0: Let's talk about your new position. Director of Science over at GATT. Um, interesting. It's cool. Like, So GAT is a, a, a very cool company. In my opinion, was once really big and then kind of like didn't hear a whole lot from them as a, as a legacy brand, Like, what's the plan with you and your inclusion with that team over there and what you are, are looking to do moving forward?
1: I'm gonna keep a lot of this close to the vest, I'm sure you understand being there at the start yeah. of my fourth week. We have a lot of stuff in the pipe work. I've literally locked myself in the conference room, taken the marker board wall and I've laid out a big plan. Uh, we have a new VP of sales, Domestic. We have some very big ideas. Um, he's been with a few very big bar companies. Mm-hmm. Um, some people know who it is, but I'll leave it at that. He's very, very good at what he does and we have a vision. So now it's a matter of I guess getting the opportunity to kickstart the brand, take it in a slightly different direction, while staying through the roots. And that's the challenge anytime you come into any legacy brand. I have that issue at ProSUPS, I've had that issue with EPX, I'll have that issue here. And it's not a negative thing. It's that you know, you come in as as an outsider with different ideas and you want to change things, but You have to find a balance to satisfy the legacy of the brand while bringing that new blood, that new idea to get get the brand, you know, kicked and going again. There's a lot of potential there. To reinvent the brand while keeping it true. That's honestly why I went there is because I wasn't unhappy at my last job It's because I have a the opportunity to make a huge impact right away and to, to reinvent an entire brand with this a legacy brand And that's honestly why I did it It was a huge draw. So The plan is gonna be have some new innovating products um, where they can fit to do the products that we do now give them a, a facelift um, And to make some cool. I'm gonna say in the category grab-and-go. Let's put it that way. Mm-hmm. We have some cool stuff coming some people should be nervous because uh, if you played Red Dead Redemption 2, I have a plan, damn it. <laughs>
0: you know,
1: fucking uh, Dutch, you know, I've mean, quoted an Xbox game in the in a snap. But.
0: Yeah. Dude, it's cool. I, I like it when, you know, quote unquote, legacy brands don't just sit back, put their feet up and coast. I mean, they have for a long time. Don't get me wrong. There's a lot of them. But you look at MuscleTech, for instance, Massive, they're starting to do some different things. And we just had Rich Kasperi on here. Obviously, that brand coming back underneath his control. They are doing things that you never thought Kasperi Nutrition would do. Bone broth. Like... Who in their right fucking mind would think that Gasparri Nutrition would launch a bone broth product? Right. But you have to because a lot of these companies like Chris Waldron's Inspired are out there doing things, disrupting this industry uh, that's catching people's eyes. And the internet is making it so much easier to discover these brands and websites like ours and, and others out there. So when you look at what Chris is doing, obviously you're, you and Chris are friends. We're all friends together. Do you take inspiration from some of these small brands and, uh, and does it drive you and get you going?
1: It does and also it pisses me off. I love what Chris is doing. I'm like god damn it now, not to piss in anybody's Cheerios, but I thought it like the the greens formula with the nootropics I talked about that probably a half a year ago i be like nah, they wrote it off and now look he comes out with it. I'm like god damn it. That's yeah. awesome You know props man. That's what I've been really saying No, that's the best greens product that I've seen on the market He did sure. that brilliantly same with this protein with the collagen infusion collagen is huge awesome. and he found an intelligent way to get meatheads heads to want to use collagen. Like, hey, I'm not selling just the collagen. This is the protein you already use, has benefits, you know, to make it adjusted better, and the collagen aspect. That was brilliantly done. You know, I'm like, damn it, you know, because actually, the, the, not the, once again, I didn't have the collagen aspect in there, but the protein we did with the probiotics, and the uh, digestive enzymes, I had maybe one or two components different. I had a very similar concept that's been sitting in the pipeline for about six months, and this didn't go anywhere. But he, yeah. damn it, he went out, he got it done, and that's awesome. And I was like, okay, checkmate, sir. I have, I have another move that I have to make now because I still got to beat you. You know, you're cool. I love your brand, but at the end of the day, I still got to make stuff to beat you. That's right. not with anybody, you know. Is there any desire for you at some point in your life to have your own brand? I've been asked that multiple times Um, it's always in the back of my mind and a few key people that I've worked with have mentioned that to me and in the back of my head I'm building the team like the dream team let's put that way I think it could be a possibility if we get the financial backing um I've been very fortunate to work with some very talented individuals. I already know who I would have as a co-scientist, less COO. I already know who I'd have as a VP of sales. I know who I'd have as a, VP, as a domestic or um, international VP of sales. And uh, like literally, I have all the key people. And I even have three or four graphic designers. So I look in the mirror. I'm like, why the fuck don't I start this? Well, it's about money. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's getting that – It's getting that. because uh, that, the thing is too, it's not about making great product. Anybody can do that without exposure and having all the right backing in it. You know, it's, it's going to be rough. But
0: yeah. – I know how i do it and who i do it with should that happen. Yeah, it's cool. I mean, a lot of times companies don't know who the formulators are of, of, these, mm. of these brands, right? You know the brands. You might know the CEOs. Like, nobody over at Redcon1 really knows – or anybody who knows Redcon1 knows really who formulates this product, but they know Aaron Sigerman, right? Or uh, Blackstone with PJ and, and whoever. I'm just bringing those two up because they're bigger names within the space. Uh, but a guy that ha- was a formulator or a guy that was a scientist that put his name on the product is Gorilla Chemist, right? He's on Chemex now. He's out there. And he's kind of like – Building a brand based off his reputation. Are you because you're very social online, man? You are you are engaged in many different groups, ours, but the NutriBio, like other competitors' groups that they have. But you actually are not there spitting stuff for your own your nope. own products. You're actually offering advice to help people. You're building a, a sort of a, a, a personal brand of sorts with the Vanilla Gorilla. That at some point someday you potentially could do exactly that. Is that kind of the mindset that you're trying to build up your personality online so people are well aware of who the Vanilla Gorilla, Drew Peters, actually is?
1: First off, a lot of people do confuse us too. I mean, it's very gorilla chemist and gorilla. They assume we're the same person. I'm like, sure, eh, not so much, but it's all good. He's a, he's Spelled a, differently was, as well, people. Spelled exactly. differently. Like gorilla warfare compared to like the gorilla in a cage. Correct. I like to be the one in the jungle. Yes. Um, people have asked me that before. Honestly, uh, I think it'd be a cool segment here. This isn't just a you know, self promotion, but. I help people because I generally, I just fucking love it. You know, yeah. I think there's, I see a lot of myself out there. I see a lot of, you know, you and you start out there, people asking simple questions, redundant things to some of us. But then again, you're like, you know what, they're asking this question because they generally want to know, they want to get better. They haven't thought of it before. And I do believe in building personal brand and a positive reputation. But the thing is, I just want to inspire people. I want to be give you a beacon of knowledge because one, I do have nutrition coaching services, um, Two, you know, uh, as a formulator, as somebody that is a good image for a brand whatever brand I'm working with, I like to bring them good publicity. And you know what? I want to be out there and visible with the products that I make. And you know, if all that leads to having the um, buy-in, the visibility, the following just to launch a brand that someday is a side effect, then that's cool too. But at the end of the day, I, what I, I truly believe is that if you're doing everything just for the money at the end of the day, you know, you're always going to be chasing the next dollar amount. But if you genuinely love what you do every fucking day and put your heart into what you do, you're never going to work a day in your life. You know, sometimes I wake up and any of my bosses listening, no, you can't not pay me. But sometimes you're like, man, I get fucking paid to do this. This is badass. You know, you're not working in a nine to five office job, like shuffling papers. You're out there. I do something different every fucking day, whether it be formulating someday and then our next day, I'm over next door in the lab, I'm building flavors out or, you know, this Someday I'm with the graphics team building out the new packaging. There's no day that's the same. And if you can leave your legacy to impact the brand positively and, of course, have the dollar in, dollar amount and how you impact it, that's awesome, man. Right. But you got to be passionate about what you fucking do. And I wake up every day and I'm like, hey, I'm feeling it. You know, I have a nice drive at the office every morning. You, you, everybody watches my, my IG and my
0: inspirational shit and, and stuff from the heart, man. You know, it's, it's got to be out there and got to inspire. A lot of people are going to. They do it to me, and I know they do it to you too. But they're going to think there's an alternative motive here, Drew. You know, you're 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 this the surface Drew peers that we see is not the real Drew peers. You are in this for the money, right? Like, cause I get that all the time too. But it, it, sure, it's a logical assumption to make about people like you and I. It's a wrong assumption. It's not correct. But to the haters, what do you what do you say to them?
1: You know what? Just I, I think of this from a different perspective. I, I don't even like using the word haters. I'm mean, so like, oh my god, I got haters. Well, here's the thing: if you truly do have haters. Then you're doing something right because the thing that people don't like, it's not because they don't like you. I mean, sure, if they have a fucking problem with me, sure, like I I leave, no bridges burned. But the thing is your fucking success makes them uncomfortable. They get upset because they're like, you know what? I could be achieving more. Why didn't I go out and do that? I'm reminded by seeing you being successful that I didn't do what I fucking need to do to get shit done. You know, and at the end of the day, if you truly are out there and, you know, want to make a positive impact, you know, the way I, I tell people, you can tell who's, who's full of bullshit. If somebody comes out and flat out says that, I think I spoke Sarah to today people will see on the site there, you'll post something or I'll answer a question and be like, Hey, um, oh, you know, what, why I've been at this, you know, whatever, I've been losing weight or I'm not gaining muscle. And we respond, okay, where's your calories at that? You yeah. give them a breakdown. It's 10 comments long and people like are shocked. They're like, like, okay, what am what's the catch like you're just telling me this for free like this is very detailed like mm-hmm. they're, you know wait for you to pop in and try to sell them something i'm like dude just trust me if you want to pay me to do your diet weekly to be more specific that's a different thing but right. it's a problem in this industry where people will try to sell some of the most basic shit mm-hmm. whether it be instagram trainers or like you know goddamn awful products whatever it is and they're just for the money it's it's very clear if anybody pops in with the intent of trying to sell you something it'll be pretty fucking obvious like oh if i have the secret to gaining muscle i have the secret to accelerate fat loss my five tips you know like yeah. subscribe it's just that's all motive you know but when you're surrounded by so much of that shit it, it's uh this is you know it's just how you're gonna be people are gonna assume you and me are the same and it's whatever i don't worry about that it's at the end of the day if your intention your heart's good that's all that matters
0: I think it's cool, is I mean, you and I are the same in, in the breadth of when somebody comes to us and asks us, like, what can I take to achieve X? Like, I need to put on 10 pounds of muscle. What supplement do you recommend? Or I need to lose 10 pounds of butt- belly fat or whatever it might be. You and I never put supplements first, and we work with supplements every single day. We, I even mean, your first question is, what's your calorie intake? Right? Why do people just assume? that the dietary supplements are the magic pill because, yeah, there's a killing. We're making a killing in this industry selling billions of dollars worth of dietary supplements, and I would say that probably 75% maybe, maybe this is high, aren't probably reaping any of the benefits from that because they have nothing else, and they don't have a good workout, they don't have a good diet, so they're just pissing money away. This is exactly it. People always like
1: attacking the lowest hanging fruit. Everybody, whether it be looking at a pro that competes in that case, like, oh, I, I'd look like that too if I was on gear. Or like, you know, people will think, oh, man, the only reason I'm not getting big, oh, my, they overthink the little shit, like the obvious little fixes, even though to me it's obvious. Oh, am I taking my creatine at the right time? Do I need a pre intra, or post-workout? Yeah. Do I need 3.8 grams or do I need four? And I think those little minuscule things are the reason they're not achieving their goal. When the thing is, to doing little things here and there Would sporadically, it was always going to get trampled by a thousandfold by doing the right things consistently, day in and day out. That's the monotonous, easy, in my opinion, shit. Well, I guess it isn't easy. But the the, the obvious things, where is your calorie intake at? What's your diet like? Are you doing that every single day? When you train, are you actually going with intent or are you just walking through the motions? Your cardio, or you do it consistently, or you actually breaking a sweat. Those little things, they're like the hard things to do consistently without getting bored or whatever is, is the hard shit. Mm-hmm. Everybody wants to think, you know what? I don't have to fix that, but if I can find this, the, the right protein or the right pre-workout or the right creatine, that's going to fix it. And it's just like you said. Everybody thinks this comes down to a supplement, but then again, if they worried about the 95% of the other shit that they're not doing correctly, then have far better results.
0: Yeah. I mean, you're 100%, and it's, I'm going to do a little plug for you, and we work together in terms of offering customized meal solutions over at FI through the macro calculator, but people are – they'll get their macros, and then they'll say, okay, well, I'm trying to cut, so what fat burner can I buy for 40 bucks? Spend 60 bucks on a meal plan or $80 on whatever you know that we have because that, you're going to – if you adapt that as part of your life, you will see results. You're not going to be able to just take an over-the-counter fat burner and in 30 days see the results you're going to get from eating correctly for 30 days. Yep. So I think the, the listening people are watching this like – Get your meals correct. And you have people, like, I'll, I'll name Justin Bain, for instance. Like, he is, he's a guy that came through the platform, bought something through you, sings your praises. Everybody who's worked with you have sung your praises, and you do a good job with that. Science, working with ingredients, cool. Working with nutrient intakes and calorie intakes and nutrition plans, where did that passion come from? And were you nervous when you first started doing it?
1: Um, It stems back. I also want to be complete. I mean that comes more from my exercise science background and understanding just uh, my love of nutrition. Honestly, even more than supplements and training, I love nutrition. That's one of my favorite subjects ever. That's why I did my double major dietetics. Um, Alternate route, I've been a dietitian, but the thing is too, I loved it specifically athletes and the supplements was appealing and I just liked it. But um, I got into it initially in college, and of course, everybody wants to be put on muscle, mm-hmm. losing body fat, so on and so forth. I didn't get into actual bodybuilding until I was uh, toward the end of grad school. As you know, I was an athlete all the time, you know, just doing all those different things. And like, hey, you know, I need something to be competitive in, and everybody's, oh, why don't you compete? Why don't you compete? And I've always had a good build. I'm like, eh, I don't know about that. And then lo and behold, um, <laughs> I think I finally pulled the trigger of it when. Uh, one of my exes actually did competitive women's physique and I'm like, OK, cool. I guess, I guess I'm going to do this competing thing. You know, and I kind of got into it and just put my toe in the water And this, uh, you know, 10 minutes later, just dove in headfirst. I got to fuck it. So we're bodybuilding now. And lo and behold, since then, fast forward five years, um, still into it. And along the way, initially, there's a huge difference between uh, just basic nutrition and, of course, doing things manipulated wise and a bi-bone diet. So I had to learn some ropes. I had a fantastic first coach. I worked with a local guy, um, just kind of changed my mindset about a few things. And you're always researching. Um, I've developed my own systems, my own methods, but I'm always learning too. Uh, people I love listening to, I listen to John Meadows. Mm-hmm. I love listening to the late Matt Porter. Um, yeah. There's uh, Dave Pulsanella, is another interesting one. Even stuff that Chris Aceto says, the guy that does all the Olympians, you just mm-hmm. you can find bits and pieces, interesting perspectives. You know, some of it you're like, shit, really. And you know, it just always evolves. The thing is too, when you think you know it all, you don't know a goddamn thing mm-hmm. because you're 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 done learning, and you're not going to grow like that. And somebody's going to be better than you. So if you assume you don't know it all, but hey, you know, I'm pretty confident in what I can do. Um, you're going to be pretty damn good as long as you actually know what you're doing. You know, so um, when I first got into it, you know, I started obviously um, working with somebody. I had um, a few people that I did their diets for free, like okay. I know my body works, but I'm a little nervous. I'll make sure I don't fucking ruin somebody. Yeah. Um, all right, l- l- I can help you through diet. Let's see how it goes. And goddamn, they transformed like well shit. I'm actually pretty damn good at this, and this kind of took off from there.
0: How many so. clients have you had that you found with are vastly under eating?
1: Um, I can't say I've ever had one that was overeating. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Some of them is dramatic as like, okay, you got a 900-calorie increase, and next thing you know, they're they're torching through calories, and they're down nine pounds in two weeks. It's like, wow. Yeah. This is it's, I think a lot of people, they just got cut up in that they keep cutting, 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 cutting calories, and at some point, they hit a sticking point. Like, well,
0: shit, I don't know what to do. Well, no, you need to take a diet break. You need to let your body recoup. You need to ramp up your metabolism. Yeah. You know, so. It's super interesting because I don't, most people don't understand the concept of homeostasis and what the body's trying to do on a consistent basis. And if you starve yourself, you could actually increase weight, which seems counterproductive or counterintuitive to like what you're trying to do. But um, what is the future plans for you in terms of competing? Are you going to plan on stepping on stage anytime soon? Honestly, I
1: haven't I haven't uh, thought that far ahead. I did my last I did two shows last year November and December A Wedding coming up on August 17th. So right now like the focus is a stand lean I'm, I'm focusing on off season. you know keeping as lean as possible adding as much size as possible so far so good and um, You know weddings are expensive, but so is competing. <laughs> so it's that immediately on my radar You know, right. it's the stage is always gonna be there I'm happy with how I look and I've made some really good in my opinion Strides is off-season, so I'm just going to write it out. Um, if I were to lay out a plan, um, I'd assume I'd probably start a contest prep maybe December, January, for like a, like a May show. That's kind of technically what I'm thinking because I got the itch um, the last few weeks start cutting up again. But hey, we'll see how it goes. But that's one thing. I have people like, oh, wait on my next show. Don't worry about that. If you're not ready to compete, like you don't have a nice muscle frame anyway, then don't worry about that. Yeah. It's too far ahead. So, stage mm-hmm. is always there.
0: A month and a half, my man. You're gonna be, uh, you're gonna join the club. So, how yep. uh, you? I mean, it's cool. Most people don't know the personal story behind this, and it's neat. Like you proposed at Miami Iron Gym down in Miami. You and Kitty is what ah. she goes by. So, it's it's pretty cool that you guys are tying the knot here in, in August. You ready for this jump? I sure am, man. I mean, uh, we've been living together over.
1: Coming up on two years by the time we uh, get married, so everybody's oh, it's it's different, it's different. I'm like, well, I don't see what's going to change besides, you know, working, going to the gym, being badasses. It's just change the title. We're already living together, but I do think I'm ready. Um, She's an amazing woman, and yeah, the backstory too. It actually she got trolled um, about a month before um, my show in Dallas. There's a place here called Momo's Donuts. They're fucking fantastic. I yeah. had donuts delivered to the show. I, I went up and I had somebody record. Hey, check this out. Ha, ha, ha. And I went up with a box of donuts. I got it on knee and I proposed a donut. am like, Will you have a donut with me? And, you know, she's like, it's the, vi- the video went viral. And it was like over 10,000 views on my IG. And,. About a month later, uh, down in Miami, I had one of my friends like, "Hey, okay, so I'm gonna propose a Miami Iron in the morning because well, it's like the story behind that. That was her home gym. That's sure. one of my favorite gyms in the country. Um, we're both in, you know, obviously competing. She competes at women's figure. She's really fucking good at it. Her next show will be nationals. Um, she won the." women's figure overall out of Texas. So well, she's better at this whole thing than I am. But <laughs> I have my friend get the donuts, hit him in the trunk of the car, you know, drove down there, we trained. I'm like, hey, I had him like a distractor. Hey, he need some pics taken over there. I like, oh, okay, sure. So I went out to the car, grabbed the donuts, of the ring in my pocket. And so and behold, you know, she comes walking over, I have the donuts, and she's like, okay, here we go. And ha, 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 and I had that guy record the whole time, and boom, you know, hey, donuts are cool. Bam, bought the ring. And like, you know, I think it's um, genetically ingrained when girls get proposed, so they have to do this yeah <laughs> sure enough it happens still give a shit yeah, to this yeah. day so like, i'm yeah. not that girl michael like, well, the video says otherwise
0: yeah dude it's good stuff i mean just show that uh this guy that you're listening to on this podcast is a fucking human being so yes yeah, is a he's a scientist he's a meathead he's a human being he's a great dude that's why you and i are, are looking to start our own podcast together and we're gonna plan out the the, the finer details of this and hopefully launch it soon because i think you and i can do some really cool stuff together on a on another podcast bringing in guests and speaking on real shit we 've talked about that like i we and I are both about no bullshit, just speaking about the real honest truth, and that 's what they 're going to get from the podcast we 'll obviously release more details on this as it comes closer, but dude, I appreciate you coming on this show, finally being on my podcast, and then we 'll get our podcast going and we 'll start uh, we 'll start hurting some people 's feelings, but hopefully they <laughs> they uh, they can take the education we lay down and apply it to their lives and just become better because. I'm tired of the weak society that we live in at sometimes, and people are always making excuses. The only excuse you can make is none. Get your ass up and do something. So um, thank you, buddy. Appreciate you coming on. And we'll, have to, we'll do this again very soon on our own. Oh, yeah, dude. I'm beyond excited.
1: And yeah, people, it, it'll be something very special. You had a good report today. And Ryan, quite awesome. we are like, hey, we we'll want to make sure we don't fucking hate each other online before we commit <laughs> to a podcast. That's us say it went pretty well. So yeah. it'll well, be raw. Is- it'll be uncensored. It'll be brutal. But it'll be good fitness-related stuff about fucking life, working out.
0: And smashing protein shakes, I guess, led there because we're both married. So, uh, this, the, the <laughs> uh, last note I'll say is most people probably think that we've been friends forever, and we've been like digital friends. We literally talked on the phone for the first time in our lives a week ago, and this is the <laughs> first time we've ever had a face to face conversation like the, we've never met in person. So, yep. uh, it's just, just the, the power of the internet. So, <laughs> all right, brother, appreciate it. Of course. Guys, that and concludes the interview with Drew Peters, the vanilla gorilla. I hope you guys are excited about the future of the podcast between the two of us. Uh, I believe I have a name for it. And uh, just stay tuned for more details. We'll actually push it out through the Fitness Informant channel, so that way you guys are more well aware of what's going on. Uh, but Drew brought a good perspective to the show, and I hope that you guys are able to have a better understanding on what goes on behind the scenes within sports nutrition and how Drew thinks. Like, he doesn't want to be pigeonholed by a certain ingredient like DMAA, which I think is refreshing and re- re- uh, invigorating, is the word I'm looking for, because he seeks the next best thing. So uh, Drew's a stand-up guy, really good guy. I like Drew a lot. Him and I, uh, like I mentioned in the opening and like I mentioned here at the end towards the podcast, have been connected for a while, so it was great. Great to finally do this. Um, I'm stoked. I'm stoked about a lot of things going on within the space right now. I'm stoked for summer. I hope you guys are stoked for summer. A lot of cool stuff going on. Uh, we're working on our transformation challenge information, so keep that in mind as well. Emails will be going out as well as social media posts, which will discuss the 2019 Fitness Informant Transformation Challenge because last year's was was epic. It was really really good. So do us a favor: subscribe to the podcast if it's the first time listening. It's on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, and FitnessInformant.com. Go ahead and write us a review if you can. If you liked what you heard today, it helps out the algorithm. So more people can discover this Be Informed, Live Fit podcast, as that's what we want to do. We want to help touch, reach, and inspire more people throughout the world through our educational wisdom that we can provoke, that we can talk about and communicate over to the public to inform you so you can live better versions of your life. Make sure you follow us on our social media channels. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, and Twitter. Obviously, our official website, fitnessinformed.com. Until next time, I'm FI Founder, CEO Ryan Buckeye. Everybody, thanks so much for tuning in. Hang loose, be informed, and